A second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 13, verses 1 to 9. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus uses all kinds of metaphors. But when he talks about trees, I really have to stop and, and think about what he means. What does it mean that he compares us to a tree? When a sheep gets lost or when a prodigal son wanders from home, that makes a little more sense to me. That sounds a little bit more like us. We have some agency. We know that we can wander from the fold. Unlike a tree, we have legs. I don't imagine that I'm providing you new information when I say that trees don't have legs, but here's why it matters. It matters because you can't really blame a tree for not bearing any fruit. You can't blame a tree for not bearing fruit any more than you can blame Freddie Freeman for getting traded from the Braves. <laughs> uh, in fact, you should blame a tree for not bearing fruit even less than you should blame Freddie Freeman for getting traded because Freddie could have spoken up. He has a voice. He could have stomped his feet. He has feet. Maybe you can tell that I'm a little bit upset about Freddie Freeman for leaving the Braves. I, I am. And as I struggle to accept this new first baseman from Gwinnett County on the Atlanta Braves, I'm also struggling to accept the truth that when a tree bears no fruit, it often has more to do with the gardener than it does the tree. Do you know anything about being a gardener? Through high school and college, I cut grass at the Wynwood Retirement Community. My, my old friend Mike Waters is still in charge of the grounds over there. It's a, it's a beautiful place, and I took pride in my work. One summer, I was asked to plant lantana in a, cover of the, in a corner of the grounds away from the road. This plot was kind of tucked in between two buildings. And because of the way the morning sun hit the plants, they just bloomed and grew. That summer, the plants grew and 
Blossom, the residents who lived in that corner of Wynwood, would tell me how much they loved looking out their window to see the lantana that I had planted, and that made me very happy. On another occasion, I was directed towards bags of fertilizer. When I asked how much I should put on each plant, my boss just said, don't worry about it too much, we have plenty. <laughs> well, do you know what happens when you put too much fertilizer on a plant? I literally killed every blooming flower on the Wynwood property, and I couldn't blame the pansies. Imagine if I had blamed the pansies for dying. No! When a plant dies, who do, you, who do you blame? When a plant fails to bear fruit, who's to blame? You can no more blame a plant for dying than you could blame those Galileans for being killed by Pilate. You can no more blame a plant for dying than you could blame those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Who then do you blame? You might blame the gardener and hope and pray for a new one. This parable from the Gospel of Luke proclaims the truth that upon us, a new gardener has come. If we are the trees, this is very good news. But are we ready to accept what we have in common with trees? A tree can't very well pull herself up out of the ground to walk over to a sunnier spot. Is that true for you? A tree can't fertilize herself. Does that sound like you? A tree can't pollinate her own flowers. A tree can't help it if a storm comes and takes off her limbs. Life just happens to trees. Are we like trees? In some ways we are. And in that case, being yelled at really won't do us any good. I was a chaplain intern at the Metro State Women's Prison one summer. It was absolutely the hardest summer of my life. Every day I'd go through those gates and I'd hear the locks clang behind me. It just kind of sucked the joy out of me. And I, I got to go home at the end of every day. Not everyone was so lucky. During the days, I'd go from building to building, meeting with different inmates. At the far end of the complex was one place I was told never to go. It was the intake, where county jails would drop off women so that they could be assimilated into prison life. They were given new prison clothes. They received medical examinations, and they received an orientation. The intake officers would yell at them to make sure that they all understood who was in charge at Metro State Women's Prison and what would happen should they step out of line. Now maybe that was necessary, but this broke my heart, that when a group of at-risk teenage girls came to visit the Metro State Women's Prison, they were addressed by those same intake officers. It seemed wise to someone somewhere to try and scare these girls straight. These young girls, just 12 or 13, the same way uh, were treated, the same way grown and convicted criminals were, were treated. Now, statistically, statistically, they were all likely from broken homes. 
Likely, they had all been abused. Certainly, they had all suffered trauma, yet they stood in front of that prison and were addressed by the prison's intake officers, and it looked to me about the same as a gardener yelling at his tree for not bearing any fruit. Are we like trees? In so many ways, we offer so much that has happened to us that has caused us harm wasn't our fault. People who understand that are able to forgive. Let me give you an example. Maybe you've been watching Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is hands down the greatest TV show that's ever been made. <laughs> I think it's absolutely wonderful. I understand all the cultural references. I get all the jokes. I love all the characters. And that might be because um, the show's designed for me. I once read a review saying that Ted Lasso is a show written by a white guy in his 40s that other white guys in their 40s will love. However, um, if you're not a white guy in your 40s, I think you'll still like the show. This plot is uh, a college football coach from the Midwest who's been recruited to coach soccer at the highest level in Richmond, England. This move from the Midwest to England is a very bad move. American football and English soccer are not the same sport, but... Uh, Coach Ted Lasso, that Coach Ted Lasso would fail in this new position is all going according to the owner's plan. The owner of the Richmond Soccer Club, which just hired Coach Ted Lasso, is hoping that he will run this soccer club into the ground to get revenge on her ex-husband who only ever really loved one thing, which is this Richmond Soccer Club. It's the same plot as the movie Major League, if you saw that, only Ted Lasso is better because the owner of this Richmond soccer club, her name is Rebecca. She feels remorse for having recruited Ted Lasso from the Midwest, given him a job that she hoped he would fail at, sabotaged him every step of the way, and made him a pawn in her plot to gain revenge over her ex-husband. Feeling remorse and regret, even having come to love Coach Ted Lasso, she goes down to his office and apologizes to him. Now, what's he going to do? He says, divorce is awful. It makes you do crazy things. I forgive you. My friends... Divorce is awful. COVID-19 has been awful. War is awful. Death is awful. Stress is awful. Unemployment is awful. Retirement, middle school, cancer, even some days of parenting are all awful. Going through those dark times, we are like trees in the shade who aren't getting enough sun. We are like trees whose branches have been blown off by the wind at some time or another. 
We all find ourselves under fertilized, sunlight deprived, under pollinated, which makes us do crazy things. For those things, God provides you grace and forgiveness. Jesus says, if you're alive today, you have today to change. But let me be very specific about the kind of change that I believe the Lord is calling for. Jesus is here telling us simply, I am the gardener. Just receive what I am providing. As a tree receives nourishment through her roots, just allow the good news of the gospel to permeate your soul. Let in the words of Scripture. Hear His holy word. As was true for the last two weeks, again, this week our children's ministry director, Natalie Foster, is equipping our kids and our congregation to develop new spiritual disciplines. Two weeks ago, it was fasting. Last week was prayer. This week is listening. But should, what should we be listening to? Today, I charge you to listen for fertilizer. <laughs> listen to the words of Mark chapter 1, verse 11. You are mine, my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Listen to the words of John chapter 1, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness shall not overcome it. Listen to the words of Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in a future. Hear the words of Psalm 85, verse 8. I will listen to what the Lord says. He provides peace to his people. Or better yet, Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For he is with me. Do you hear those words? Do you know those words? Have you memorized those words? Let them sink in, for you'll never bear fruit if you haven't allowed yourself to internalize the good news of the gospel. This morning, you, you heard it again. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. As far as the east is from the west, so has he taken our sins away. One of my closest friends once told me that out of all the things he's ever heard in a worship service, those words of assurance, of forgiveness, are the hardest for him to believe. We all have the chance to believe those words today. You have the chance to believe it today. Unlike so many, you woke up this morning because the gardener bought us a little bit more time. So don't waste it by resisting the good news that he provides. Listen for the fertilizer, not just the criticism, not just the suggestions, not just the words of the haters. Hear and believe the good news of the gospel. Then, and only then, will you be able to bear good fruit. 
Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.